1: Hi, everybody. Uh, I was thinking I might have to talk, right? <laughs> like uh, I'm waiting for to hear something. Hi, it's Marcia, Casper Cook, and we have a great show today. We have uh, Elizabeth Black and Jennifer Connors, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today because we're going to talk books to movies. And I uh, hope everybody is staying well and safe and wearing their masks. And uh, I'm going to – let's see, I have one more show next week, and then I think I will be off in uh, July, but as we all know, sometimes I – decide to do a show even when I'm off. So um uh, it should be you know I want to finish a book and uh, try to concentrate which we've talked about in the past that a lot of uh, authors can't concentrate as much. So I'm really trying to concentrate because I have to get used to the situation and move on and that's what I'm doing now. So I'm moving on. And uh, if you have anything you want to ask me, you can go on Messenger and paste uh, on Facebook. And um, I think I'll uh, bring in Elizabeth first. And Elizabeth, uh, as everybody knows, she's been on the show so many times. She's a really good author, <laughs> and she's got a lot of new projects. So, hi, Elizabeth. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing very well. You're,
2: you're slowly coming out amid the, uh, the coronavirus. It's slowly opening up. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm doing really well. I have... Uh, A new book out called full moon fever and it's a paranormal erotic shifter romance and uh that's been out for about a month and it's it's doing pretty well and i just had an acceptance for a new book it's uh it's a collection of erotic retellings of fairy tales and that book should be coming out let's say like within a month or two it's at the editing stage right now with my publisher and uh that book kind of goes with two previous books that i've written one is called uh uh, Trouble in High High Boots, that's my version of Puss in Boots, and Climbing Her Tower, that's my version of Rapunzel. You know, they're erotic references. Right, so right, that's and you're pretty good
1: much what I've been working You're good on at that. Now. Yeah.
0: You are I love good the fairy tales. They're, they're so yes. much
1: fun. Well, yes, you know, I've not really tried those. But, uh, you know, I've not even been in an anthology. So one of these days to, uh, you know, I mean, I just never have. I don't know why, but uh, I can't you know, Anthologies th- th-
2: th- th- are fun. They get
1: they get your name out there in between books. That's what that's yeah, what the right. short stories are good for, right? And I, I I I you know after all the authors we've had on the show and I've had tons. I mean I've listened to a few of Bennett's shows with a couple of Catherine Ball and was and uh, Paris Afton and they were really they just keep writing and so I have to just move on mm-hmm. because I think I you know I'm very critical on myself so I'm moving on now and just gonna write and not. You know, even when I first started, even with the screenplays, I used to constantly write, you know, and I do now, but I write notes and then I don't like what I wrote, so I have to really just mm-hmm. go for it. And that's my, that's yeah, my I goal. That, okay, I know how that feels. I, I know. <laughs> I know how that feels. You haven't an bring over out Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? So good to Hi. have you on the show. You've got a lot going on. I see that, yeah, and then I read everything about you. you. Today. So <laughs> tell everybody who you are and what you do.
3: Well, I'm, I live here in the Northwest. I live outside of the Seattle area. Uh, I have 80 short stories, novellas, full-length novels, uh, print, ebook, audio books, and now recently I've gotten into screenplays in the last couple of years. I write in horror, romance, paranormal, erotica, historical. I love to write in whatever stories um, that hit my fancy at the time. I've uh, been in the Amazon Top 50 author ranking, and um, I've been finalist in the Emerald City Opener, Cleveland, Toronto contest, and recently my newest screenplay uh, has been chosen to be a part of the Austin After Dark Film Festival.
1: And, I mean, that, I mean, that's what we should talk about. Let's talk about your screenplay first, so we don't, you know, forget about that. Because sometimes we get, as everybody knows, we get sidetracked on all other topics. But let's mm-hmm. hear about why you did the, why you decided to do this in a contest. And is this the first horror screenplay you did, or?
3: Yes, it's the first horror screenplay that I've that I have written. So, uh, again, we as uh, authors, we have these stories that have bounced around in our brains for a while, but the Kind of the really cool thing about this is it's based on uh, real-life events um, that happened. And this uh, place, it was nicknamed uh, Starvation Heights. And literally, it's about two miles down the road from me. It was a uh, sanatorium back at the turn of the century where women would go for uh, womanly issues that they couldn't deal with. And the woman who the owner, uh, Linda uh, Hazard, isn't that a great name? Uh, She had this new revolutionary treatment to cure all diseases and her cure was starvation. And so she would starve these women um, to death basically. And, uh, and when they died, then they would take their bodies to Seattle and cremate them before the families could get to them. And uh, then steal their money <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's uh it's a true story and so that kind of gave me the um uh, idea of the premise for this um the place no longer exists uh burned down which is probably a good thing but the uh,
0: yeah <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> but the um the pillars for the uh, dock are still there but um it's kind of Hellraiser for a new generation meets uh, Hell House, which is always one of my favorite books by Richard Matheson, yeah. and and with Greek cults and a dose of insane local history thrown in. So, well,
1: yeah, you know, like I when we spoke on the phone before. Uh, you know, we had a lot of shows, ghost hunting, all this with you know uh, old sanitariums and hospital, you know, hospitals, nursing facilities, and always so kind of spooky just thinking about that you know and we did one like at a place that was like a you know um it wasn't a sanitarium. i i think it was a, i'm not sure but it, i think it was just an old you know i think it was a nursing home or whatever but it was we had people in there and so there was always like they're you know talking about the things that could have happened there and you know because once it's kind of spooky you your mind wanders <laughs> i guess that's how you got this? Your mind is wandering, and so it's uh, it's based on a true story. So, is that what you said when you um, signed up the contest for? You know, because they asked the genre. So you wrote, did you say based on, or how did you? What did uh, you say? Yeah, to,
3: inspired you by it real life is. events, but it's yeah. actually uh, more of a current uh, current day story. So the uh, it's the ghosts that uh, are in the in the past, and it's, which is to current day where uh, the reality TV show comes that are investigative reporters that are investigating the haunted sanatorium. And um, and then that spins the story off in a whole different direction because uh, my husband and I went and saw the uh, Getty Museum down in California a year or so ago and, and uh, they had – this uh, pottery display that had uh, Hades and uh, Persephone in it. And so I started looking into this illusion mysteries that uh, it was a cult that um, believed in eternal life. And I'm like, this is exactly what I need for this story. So uh, the cult participants were freed uh, from fear of death and and, uh, that they would uh, go into another existence or into another body and so this is this is what I needed for for this story so that's why I wound this whole crazy story into so
1: Elizabeth you have a lot going on with horror so why don't you talk a little bit about that you know how you because you switch genres a lot but that's I think one of your main things the yeah yeah I tend to go
2: back and forth between romance and horror, and right now i'm in the middle of both. <laughs> yeah i have a short i have i forgot that i have a short story coming out with uh, it's uh an it's a, it's an Italian producer who produces music and he's putting together a project of uh short horror fiction inspired by the works of h p lovecraft and my story, Dreadful dissonance has been accepted, and the book is is slowly coming together, and this is going to be a companion piece with um, an album of dark fiction, I mean, an album of dark ambient music that is also under the theme of H.P. Lovecraft. So that's, uh, I I like the project. It's
1: just, it's very ambitious. Well, how do you find all these things? How do you find all these things, you know, to do these projects?
2: Well, they found me. They found you? Oh, that's uh, always good. Right. right. Yeah, they found me. So I was, you know, I was told about it and I realized that I I had a a story that was perfect for it. It, It's a reprint and the guy accepted it because he's accepting reprints and loved the story and it fits in with the music theme. And it's also cosmic horror, which is the H.P. Lovecraft kind of stuff, you know, weird fiction. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, other places I look at, uh, like Ray Lanswell, Extravaganza and, uh. Submission grinder. they're two places to look for just about any kind of fiction you can think of. And they have uh, anthology calls, and there's some other places that I go to that I see what publishers are open at the moment and which ones are worthwhile and which ones aren't. So, I mean, I have certain places that I go to to find out exactly
1: what's open right now. So, Jen, have have you thought of doing um, a book to the screenplay?
3: I have uh yes, um, and most of my stories um you know are written into I started out doing the book and then putting them into screenplay. I own right. a uh, um, I'm an associate publisher for an indie publisher here in the area, and um I represent about uh, probably up to about three hundred authors or so, and we've got wow. about three thousand titles I've been doing wow. Doing this, I, I didn't my know it was three hundred. That's a lot
1: of titles, yeah. Oh, it's a lot. I, mm. uh,
3: yeah, a lot of authors, and I. Um, as I started in two thousand and ten, so this is my ten year anniversary, and and as the, uh, a lot of Great. the other smaller publishing houses have fell by the wayside. So I I guess I'm just not.
1: To... A lot of uh, Elizabeth and I know that. I mean, I over the years, mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's a lot because I've been doing this for twenty years, but the publishers. You know the smaller publishers; they have been going away, or not taking new clients, or just you know changing right. genres. You know, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, so. there's so much going on. You know, and I know people will. You know, so I know people really want to talk about screenwriting, and everybody. I, I've done twelve, and I've been optioned, and I love screenwriting. That's really good, and I think that people. The one thing that I have told people is, if they have a screenplay and it's not going anywhere then they should make it in a book because mm-hmm. it it may not turn out the same cuz mine don't but if the characters are good and you want to use them at least it's not something stuck in a drawer cuz you can get your book out you know a screenplay is very difficult and i one of my screenplays i put out it's never too late and i made it into a book that it has the entire screenplay in it and i really thought that was a great idea and i still do but you know because I think when you send screenplays out to people, to companies, to, you know, private sources, it can get thrown away. But if it's in a book form with a cover, you might not. And that's against all the rules, okay, to do that. You know, you're supposed to three-hole punch and, you know, how they want it. But it's still out there and it's in a book and – um I think it would be a good idea for people to do, but I still think that is because I do think somewhere along the line somebody might get a script taken that might not have if they see it on Amazon. You never know. I mean, so because there's so many people that write screenplays and nothing happens for them. And they're good stories. They're great ones.
2: Apparently it's easy to get options, but really hard for the Uh, follow-through to come along when it comes to screenplays.
1: The options they don't even want an option for money, they option it and then you know uh, I was telling Jen before the show that um, I had a screenplay option they found it on uh, Simple Scripts I think and I didn't even remember it was on there okay so it was that was so long ago and then they wanted to option it and so I said okay we had a contract and whatever and it was for three to six months I think and I tried to and I know who they were and I tried to reach them constantly afterwards, and they never responded. So I don't know what, I mean, I I know that wasn't sold, but, I mean, they didn't respond, which is really bad business, and they probably didn't even know that I was an agent, and and I just couldn't believe that because, and now, even if they came back to me, I wouldn't let them do it because you can't, when you're out there, you're very vulnerable, and there's a lot of people out there that think, and they say, okay, I think we'll option your screenplay, and that doesn't mean one thing. If you don't get money, and it's net, and if you give them an option for two years, which I never would do, because you, you tie it up. Once you're optioned, you can't send it anywhere. Nobody else can look at it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like with a book you can send it to ten publishers because you don't want to do that. But I mean, the thought that somebody that's running, and and I know I've seen some of their movies, and I'm thinking like. Don't they respond? I mean, that's really bad business. So people out there have to really realize that this is tough, you know, because you don't want to sign away your rights on anything. You have to be really careful with that. And a lot of people, they go, oh, somebody wants to do it in a movie. Yes, they jump, but that doesn't mean anything, nothing, you know. And so you have to be very careful. That's what I think. Right, and we have probably all been been through that. (laughs) Well if you do a contest, you know, like you did a good co- a contest that is actually a a good co- you know contest and the people on there are interested that's a different story. It's a well-known contest, you know, and I think that when you do when you are looking for things or want to send things out, you have to really check them out. Right. You know, that's my, you know, you can't just send to anybody and you can't You know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, do I see it all the time. They go like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a movie. But so far I've yet to see any of their movies because people, you know, they think if somebody takes it, it's going to be a movie. But that doesn't mean anything.
2: It could be canceled at any time,
1: even if it gets started. Yes, because it's money. It costs a lot of money. And the guild can help if it's a big problem, you know. And I mm-hmm. was a WGA agent, but I think now with all these companies, I see still, I get things constantly, and I'm sure both of you do too, on this subject. And you really have to be careful, you know. But speaking as a publisher, tell us why you started, a, you know, your company and what, are you still looking for people to be, you know, <laughs> authors or do you have more than yes, enough? Yeah, <laughs> all, all the time. I just,
3: uh, it's um it's become kind of a fun challenge for me to uh my my company's uh books to go now and um I just signed an author from iran and uh so it's kind of been a fun challenge to see how many countries I can tick off the uh the globe um yeah, it's kind of funny how I got into it. this was probably about twelve years ago now and and um I entered these uh national contests and placed and Uh And with these stories, and I pitched to a uh, a big house publisher at one of the Seattle um, writing
1: Uh
3: uh, conferences. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, send it in. And so I did, and I didn't hear back anything for, I don't know, it was eight months or so. And and the only – I got a one-line reply back at the end of the eight months that said there's no such thing as a bikini barista espresso. Dan Barista, and I thought, huh, well, <laughs> mm-hmm. I drive past three of them on the way to the next town that, that right. I live in, mm-hmm. but, you know, yeah. and so at that point, I kind of decided, and, and being involved in the with my local writing chapters, I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to start it, learn how to do it, and, and uh, take take everybody along with me that is first-time writers that need a guiding hand and a hand-holding and some extra help to get their book published, and because so many times, you know, people can write the book, but then they they don't know what to do, you know, after that. And and some help to guide them in the right direction, and and treat them with the respect that they deserve. To uh, to as an author, and how much blood, sweat, and tears we put into our our work, and yes, and sure. uh, to be treated so poorly. Um, that was my main goal to try to. Start a company that uh, really treats the authors um, with respect and and have them and work with them and, and let them have input into their their stories and their covers and and all that kind of kind of thing so um, and that's kind of what started it because of my own personal experience bad experience of of dealing with that
1: so well, right, you know, I took on new clients too, you know, and that was the thing because when you're not established, you really don't know where to go and what mm-hmm. to do. And now it's probably easier to get it's, scammed. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, you worked okay, you worked in the movie industry. Elizabeth, why don't you talk a little bit about what right. you did? Uh, well, I did.
2: Uh, I worked as a gaffer. That's uh, the person that does lighting, and I worked on uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance and the movie Twelve Monkeys. This is back in uh, the like the Bruce Willis the days. 90s. <laughs> the Bruce Willis <laughs> days. Yep. Right. Oh yeah. No, I got, I got to meet Jeremy Irons.
1: Bruce Willis had already left, <laughs> but, but I did get yeah. to meet Jeremy Irons. That was pretty cool. And I, I also yeah, I did, still uh, think he's cool. I, think, I still like anything he's in. Jeremy Irons. He's, I think he's mm-hmm. a very cool mm-hmm. actor. I, I like. Him. Oh, he's an excellent actor. Yeah, and yeah. a very quiet person. He very quiet in
2: person, and I also did uh, makeup, including uh, special effects for the TV series *Homicide: Life on the Street*, and that was uh, yeah back in uh. No, well, sorry, this is like 2004. That's when I worked on yeah. that. About yeah. that time. See, so it gave I background, at track the time. you
1: background. Were you were you writing books then, or
2: just?
1: Uh that? no no I was I was strictly working in movies and a lot of
2: theater. I did a lot of uh. A lot of shows that went down to Branson, Missouri for for musicals, you know, the, the traveling music shows. I did a lot of those. Um, did a lot of community theater, and the I I mean I ended up getting into lighting because I majored in art, and uh, with the community theater, everything is volunteer except they have to hire out for lighting and sound. And I decided I wanted to be paid for all this time I'm spending there, so I decided to learn lighting. And the guy that uh, did the lighting was he had his own lighting company. You know, for uh, for stage and movies and TV, and he trained me, and uh, you know, I, I learned a lot, you know, all, all kinds of really good things. And then that's how I eventually got into the union, uh, the uh, IATSE, you know, the, uh, the the movie union. And I did concerts and TV and movies and uh, you know, a lot of mostly stage, but uh, it was it was definitely worthwhile. You uh, know, I, I haven't written a screenplay yet. I mean, I'm, I know, like, what plays look like because I've been around so many of them. But, uh, you know, I haven't haven't uh, tried a screenplay yet, even though I'm definitely interested, especially after all I think all you probably
1: talk. should. You probably should because the way you write and, you know, and with your horror films, especially your books, you could t- take the stories from that. You know, I mean, this Mm -hmm. is the thing about a screenplay, you know, it's a really good way to, you know, to edit yourself and to learn a different style. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, like when I started screenplays, it was easier because I wasn't great at description. I was much better at dialogue, you know, and um, even Mm -hmm. though I listen to people and they say they see it when they're writing, it's very different when you're planning a movie, you know. Um, So, Jen, how did you, I mean, it's a transition, You know, to do that, I read hundreds. I honestly, I went to the library and I read, I I honestly did read like hundreds of books on how to do (laughs) things, but I ended up reading Sid Field and I thought that he's passed away now, but his books were really good on screenwriting. It taught you an easy method, and final draft made it easier. So, I mean, it's really got easy these days, you know, for that. Right. You know, uh, yeah. I I, when uh, I first, a, yeah, do you have okay. final draft? Do you have final draft? Uh I have a
3: uh screenwriting cheaper program than that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. you you really have to uh you have to have that. You can't do it in words mm-hmm. that it's impossible. But no. I uh Well, I people think, did you know, though. People uh, Did
1: <laughs> people right. used to do that?
3: But you know, being a writer for so many years and, and being interested in the whole screenwriting thing, I went to mm-hmm. my local uh, community college and I decided yeah. to take a class. And and I had the uh, best time in it. It was just so much fun. And, and yeah. being a community college, there were kids in there that were from 17 to um, you know in their 60s and but the teacher he I was really impressed and he really knew his stuff and so but the only problem with the class was is that a lot of the class was I mean we were sitting right in the front you know and and being the kid with the hand up you know going ooh, ooh yeah. I have questions for yeah. you you know that, that was <laughs> yeah. so many um, young people in the class I mean he was is spent a large chunk of the of the class time just teaching story writing 101 and and a uh, mm-hmm. journey and story arcs and because these kids just did not you know um, yeah. have a clue of of what's involved in writing a story and. And or pitching it or talking about it or any of the other things, and so he would, you know, ask them what was your story about. Well, it's about a girl and a car and a thing, and a, you know, so <laughs> yeah, they uh-huh. just uh,
0: they weren't there
3: <laughs> yeah. yet, as That's far a as teach them how to story. make an elevator pitch, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. They they were, um, they weren't there yet, but I mean, it's something that everybody had, we we had to learn it, everybody has to learn it, and mm-hmm. and uh. The thing that's kind of fun about this that program is that they have a, the camera, the filming part of the program, and a lot of the kids that were in this class were in that. Well, they didn't have a whole lot of interest in screenwriting, but they were forcing we them the basically to take directing. it. wanted directing, directing. Because, yep. right, the directing and the filmmaking. Oh, but yep. you have to know how to make – you have to know how to write and tell a story if you're going to be a director, if you're going to be yep. any of these yes. other things. yes and which is a problem with a lot of the movies that are coming out, you know, it's just like have you ever read do you know what a story arc is cuz you do not have one in this story, you know. So, yeah. Um but yeah. you know, some so of it, these
1: stories, you know, some of these stories that are made because some people have money to make them, they mm-hmm. they don't even make sense. And you know, and you know, I think still I still feel the ending when somebody walks out of the, you really want them to have enjoyed it, and if it's a mm-hmm. I mean, comedy or happy, you want them to be happy and walking out. Not wait for the last scene to make it. it you know, because sometimes I would watch, you know, and I'd see people, you know, the whole sc- They didn't do much of comedy until, or really anything peppy until the end. And then when people walked out the um at the end because they had a great scene at the end, everybody's dancing and singing, I'm thinking like, the whole movie, where were they? <laughs> what were they thinking? Yeah. And then, well, people, oh a big yeah, this problem is great.
3: With, this is great. That's a big problem know? with horror movies because, you know, they they concentrate so much on the boo, you know, quotient of it of, of the scare factors of things dropping and, and the you know, trying to make yeah, them the, jump that the story just doesn't yeah. make the jump scares doesn't make any sense of the the storyline, you know, you get through it and you're like, what was this about? This doesn't make any sense at, at all. You know, it's, it's, I know. it had a couple of spooky elements in it, but the story, there is no story, or, or it doesn't make any sense of what happened. So,
1: you know, and even when I started, they we didn't do backstory as much now, you know, because mm-hmm. when you're watching the series, any like a lot of them now, they go back and forth and back and forth, and sometimes yeah, it's they like, do. really? I mean, can you stop? Because when I learned, it was like, you don't want to, they, they used to say, don't keep writing backstory, move forward, you know, don't keep, you know, and now it seems like all the things I watch, they spend, you know, they start to... Season off, and then all of a sudden, and they go all of these backstories, and you go, you're meeting their mother from like it's 40 years ago, and you know, and it's like it's it's a very different way to write, and I, you know, you do want backstory, but I don't know that they all need so much. It gets confusing to the person, and a lot of people they don't like that. You know, I always write with a lot of characters, but sometimes people don't like that. I mean, they like to concentrate on the people that they like. They're watching it for, not just for a few scenes of that actor, you know, and, and everybody else, you know, because then you're seeing a lot of younger actors be that person, you know, like they started well, you with have, this you have or to be,
2: You have to be really careful with uh, putting in background information because it stands a really good chance of being an exposition, and that will make the story come to a dead halt, and it gets really yeah. boring when you're reading yeah, exactly. this yeah. endless prose. Uh, we I need to have great. dialogue
1: and bring it into the present. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think they, it's a big they do
3: problem so. with uh, with U.S.-made um, projects a lot of times because I don't know if they think that we're not smart enough to follow a storyline or, or we have a <laughs> shorter attention span because then a lot of the uh, your you know, European whatever mate made shows, movies, things, they just drop you in and expect you to keep up, you know, and, and they And don't, it's
1: good. Uh, and it's really good. Right. Very and good. They
3: don't, Keep going back and beating you over the head with these plot points like they do in yes. so many of the of the movies yeah. here. And remember mm-hmm. what we just showed you ten minutes ago. or well, we're going to show show you again or tell you about it because you've maybe forgotten about what happened. Right, know, right. Yeah. right. You just Come have to on. move on. Right,
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Because and because you know, especially in this series, not tell. Yeah. yeah, 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 yes and especially in the series, you know, like, you know, there's some, like, uh, Succession. That's so great. It moves along. Now, I'm sure both of you probably feel this way, because most people, most authors do. When you're, you know, you have all these different, um, uh, you know, they're doing a lot of adding characters in and things like that, but, I mean, like you're saying, you you really like a few of the characters, but in, in, like, Succession, they're really good, those characters, and I just, I love that show. And they're not, I think they're not from, they're not American to start with. I think they're British or, you know, and then they bring it here. I think House of Cards was like that, too. I think they brought it here. Yes, that was British and, you know,
2: in the United States after the British version.
1: Now, my problem <laughs> is I wish I spoke Spanish. Yeah. Because they have a lot of, have you noticed, there's a lot of Spanish, subtitles on um, a lot of the Netflix. A lot, and they really look like good stories. But some you have to concentrate mm-hmm. because if you're not, you you know sometimes I like it background or I'm just not listening, you know, watching it straight through every minute. But you can't with you can't when it's subtitled, you just can't. Right, you know, and there's a lot of they look great. I mean, they really look good, you know. And even some of the ones I've watched that were like dubbed a little, I don't even care. They're just good stories, and the characters are incredible. And they don't—they do backstory a lot of times, but not as much as I'm seeing now with the films from here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either too much backstory
2: of, or too, yeah, it's either too much did,
1: backstory or too much CGI, or
3: yeah. both. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I did yeah. watch a Korean uh, zombie movie a week or so ago that. Uh, that was pretty good. I I kicked that off the box. I'd never seen that before. The train to Busan. It was actually pretty good. Oh, but that's yeah, wonderful. didn't have to pay too, really good uh, it too much uh, what Train, train to, Busan? to Busan. Oh. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's Is a good Is that on one. Netflix that's
1: or very good. I
3: think it was one of the platforms. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well there's so many platforms now. You know, it's right. like uh, <laughs> I, I can't. You know, yeah, I it's like then there's Peacock now. There's Peacock, and I'm going well. Yeah, yeah, Peacock is Put one. that in. You know, and I'm I thinking, okay, Oh, right, yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. Good. You know, no, I get the Hulu. I just got <laughs> there. I added that in now. You know, and it's like you know, I, I have to say though, it's really fun to watch some of the older romantic, well, the comedies they had on, you know, the situation comedies, because like, even like Mary Tyler Moore, I haven't seen that. Oh my God. And they had it on, um, I think it was on Hulu. And I'm thinking, these were really funny, you know, they still, Mm -hmm. it's not time. You know, it's not like some of the things now it's just time. These are, you can play anytime, you know, and you laugh, you know, uh, cheers. Any of those are funny, you know, and I forgot about Mm -hmm. them. And, I was watching Brothers and Sisters, which was on, I don't know, it was 15 years ago, and some of the topics were just like now. It was really strange. <laughs> it, it was like if they put it on now, you wouldn't know the difference in the age of it because the topics are they still the
3: same. They probably wouldn't put a lot of those mm-hmm. comedies Maybe from not. the 70s Maybe on not. now. Right. So, yeah, yeah like uh, uh, Archie Bunker and those, you know, the, yeah. All in the Family. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's, uh, yeah but then people are missing the story arc of that because that was the whole point of the story was them trying to change his views about how he felt about things so right so and
1: and you know what and it was really good You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. and people, they didn't take on to it right away, but then people liked it after that, you know, they got into it, you know, and I think, you know, I think there's just a lot of problem out there with writing, you know, because I think now if you say that, well, I, I do remember this, even when I was an agent, I would tell people, don't use something that you think you might get sued on. If you think it's something you shouldn't put in there, then don't. Because why put it in if there's a question, you know, that you might have mentioned something you shouldn't have? So I don't know what's going to happen now, but uh, there's so much going on now, I don't even know how, what that is, you know how to make it different now. Because when you're a writer, you, you know, the freedom of writing, which is really one of the good things, but now sometimes if somebody says something on TV, they're already getting sued or something happens. And so mm-hmm. I think it's difficult now. You know, so maybe sci-fi is better to write for things like that where you don't have to be. You know, you just kind of go for a new world,
3: right? You know, create your own world, and then you don't have to deal with with upsetting anybody. And uh...
1: yeah, I think that that yeah, and I think that that's you know, there's but I think you know, you just have to write. You know, I mean, giving advice for years, just write. You know, and write the story the best you can. And um, I, I've noticed a lot of people. You know, they. I think sometimes we stop ourselves from writing more because we're. You know, I've heard this lately. So I said, like, "Who's going to read this?" You know, but that doesn't mean anything because it's part of. A, a, you know, years later, people could pick up a book, and it's our book that they're reading. You know, with a screenplay, no one might ever see it, but with a book, yeah, they will see it. Yeah. I've Mm -hmm. had that
3: conversation with so many of my my writing group or or other writers, and, you know, but you have to ask yourself that question. It's like, what are you passionate about writing, and what do you want to write? Is it a book? Is it a screenplay? You know, Mm -hmm. it's, say, and the genres um, that uh, it sounds like, Elizabeth, that you write all over the board like I do, too, and, and uh yeah I, don't I write
2: into, I don't run into very many
3: people who write both horror and romance
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thing <that's laughs> right i you know yeah. like all three of yeah. us do, because right i so. write right i I do the same. <laughs> I write children's, I have a horror film, I have romantic comedy, I have just romance, and you know, I have a holocaust survivor, and it is mm-hmm. difficult to market yourself in in that way oh, market you're not there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I. We should ask. I would like to ask one question. Okay, so Jen, what, how do you market? What do you feel? Because I know people are listening, and nobody knows what to do anymore. Because everybody is all over the place. And I, for the last few months, I'm going like, I don't know. I, now I need to have new. I have a million banners, and I just go, I'll just make new ones and whatever. So how do? You, what do you? How do you market? You know, uh, naturally your authors and yourself. How do you? What formats do you like? Twitter? Do you like Instagram? What do you like? Uh, yeah, I
3: use pretty much all of them. I think it's important now, which is so hard for so many authors to attack the social media part of it. You know, Again, you have to be uh, careful of how much money you spend. And when I started, mm-hmm. I was buying a bunch of ads on the different social media, and I really don't know if those did a whole lot of, of uh benefit to uh, the sales of, of the books. So um, I think it's good to have professional, um, professional-looking professional ads. There's lots of um, places that will create the ads for you or to banners and different things to promo that so when they see you. Um, I don't worry too much about uh, the cross-promotion of different genres. Um, I know that... Some local uh, big authors that I've seen talk, you know, that they write in uh, Jane Ann Krantz. That she wrote in under three different uh, pen names when she started, and and um, she realized that, you know, I mean, people aren't stupid; they know it's you. You know, it's like right. uh, Nora Roberts <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. with her uh, right. Right. With, uh, JD Robb, and and uh, when she started out, you know, she was pretending to be this other person, and now she's, you know. 30 books into is it more than that, into her In Death series, you know, so it's like they know it's Nora Roberts, you know, and so it's, uh, it's. I think it's just beneficial to promote yourself on the social well, media right, platform. like Nora Roberts, all
1: those people, they started out years ago, and, you know, sometimes you didn't even know, like, I used to use Max Irving for my screenplays because women, you know, wasn't like the best thing to be a woman and a screenwriter, and, you um, I wasn't really good at swearing in those days, and I that, I felt as a man I could do it better, so I wrote it that way, <laughs> you know. And But I think, you know, now, I mean, yeah, I think that, that women, you know, it's a whole different thing for women now. We are out there. And so you're right, they figure out who you are. I've had this so many times in my, you know, but the problem, like, for me is with the children's books. That is difficult, so I just switched something for about the 50th time already. I in, On my homepage, on my... I decided because if I, I I was thinking should I do another website for the kids? So what I did now is I just took the pictures of the kids book off the first page, and then I just have my children a side where they can scroll down and find the children's books. But if they go on it, they're not going to see children's books; they'll just see the romance because I I you know there are a lot of people that just they i don't they make such a big deal about it, you know um that you write in different genres, and I don't know why it's-, n- it's nothing to do it's not me, it's just my characters, whoever I feel like writing you know but and yeah, very...
3: yeah, when I started, I lost a job over um my uh website that they found found my name and and
1: kind of uh. after
3: that, I was just kind of like, uh oh, well, you know it's like i don't go and talk to kindergartner and first graders about you know about my romance novels and so right. the uh, mm-hmm. but um people have a lot of opinions these days and so they do. it's uh, um, they do but people yeah. write with pen names for you know a, a lot a lot a lot of different reasons and that and that may not be one of them you know so it's um, people sometimes just don't like their name. It's not a catchy name. It's not a name to remember, you know. I know authors right. that have picked their names, so they coincide with lining up with a famous author, you know. so um, people Yeah, I know their, that. That's right.
2: that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <their> <laughs> well, because, right, because you know what, though? Because once, and,
1: yeah, they'll see their books when they look up that other author. So that's what happens, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's not just good. Just like
3: what we were talking about, there's so many social platforms anymore, you know, it's, you try to keep up on them, but to try to, you know, post on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, and um, YouTube and all the places that mm-hmm. there are. Mm-hmm. It's Pinterest, just,
2: there's another it's, one
3: so draining you know to try to get onto all of them and then to do all the other things and then with all of my authors that i have have stuff to do every morning anyway it's there's so little time for all the other stuff that it gets a little daunting sometimes so
1: i mean yeah because you have a lot of authors i mean i don't i'm not being I, I gave up you know submitting screenplays to people you know for people now and things like that but i'm still listed in the wga but Uh, So I'm just doing the shows and writing, you know. But I mean, you have to. Sometimes it's just too much for. It gets over the top sometimes because sometimes you sit back and you know you go because, and you're not char you don't charge your authors. No. So right, so this is the thing. I didn't charge. You can't charge when you're in the WGA. So everything I did was for free. And uh, at that time, we used to send. We, it was great then because they actually you would get a lot of offers for people to send their scripts because we would send the log lines in 10 pages, but we would fax it to them, you know. And now you have to rely on just a log line to sell something to some, you know, or for someone because when they look at it, if they don't like the log line, they won't look at it because that's what they have to use to go sell your property, so that's the problem. And synopsises, I never, I don't love them because a lot of times they sound really trite. And so I think it's, it's nice if you can get someone to read the entire script. But even back years ago, ten after ten pages, if they don't like, if they either like your script or by ten pages, if they don't like it, you're done anyway. that they don't need to go mm-hmm. further? That's how it is. They're not going to read on. it. But they don't. They they
3: just read the synopsis and the log line. As I know that. And they do for stories too. And it's, um, and I'm taking a class this weekend. I just joined my the Seattle chapter of green writers guild and, and um, it's on how to write a uh, synopsis and log lines. And I've been to a hundred classes for that, but Hey, if I pick up one, one tip and, and that a class, you know, then it's worth my hours. But so you know, you know, a lot to, of times that, you so. can write
1: three log lines for the same script, and some right. will get the attention and some won't. And it was—I used to try that out. It was very interesting. I would change it, like the name. You know, I wrote in a couple names so, or in some of the, you know, I would change my clients too, and with a different log line, and they'd go, "Oh, we don't want this one, but we'll read that one." And it was the same story. So, so I mean. Because it's just not catchy. And, you know, you don't know what they don't, you know, honestly, they don't actually know what they're looking for, most of them. And when they, <laughs> something hits them, they go, oh, this sounds good. But, you know, just because someone can write a good log line and a synopsis does not mean right. they can write a good script. I mean mm-hmm. of the
3: hundreds of authors I know we would we would all rather go get uh you know dental work done than to write synopses and, and, and that's uh, what I say, I like to scrub floors. I would scrub my
1: floors rather than do a log line. I mean it's like I really don't like them. And synopsises, I hate them. You oh. know, and all these contests <laughs> you have to do that, you know, and, and I'm thinking like this is boring. I don't even like it myself, you know, and I don't, you know, so I think that it would be really great if they would start looking and actually reading the scripts, because I read every client's script that I had, and if it wasn't good, I wasn't taking it, but if it was good, you know, it. it I, I still believe in, be, you know, beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. I think you need that, you know, it's not just not the first five minutes of it.
2: Yeah, you, know, you need
1: to get that, in, you know. Writing Have you ever the done
2: story arc. It's on Twitter. No. It's for um it's told twice it? a year. It's uh you pitch your book to agents and publishers who happen to be reading that day. And oh. if they oh. if they like what you what you wrote, you go to you know you look them up and then they'll send you a little bit What is it? It's Pit called Pit Mad. What's it called? Pit Mad. bit P- P of I T
1: M A N M A D. It's held twice, like twice a year. Oh, Pitman. Oh. Yeah. Pittman. And it's on Twitter. And
2: uh, yeah, they uh, they will have agents and uh. Agents and publishers are looking over your tweet that describes your book, along with some hashtags as to uh, oh, the genre hmm. and the heat level and all that sort of thing. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a great way to practice your elevator pitch, for one thing, because you have to describe your book. Did you know that, Jen?
1: Did uh, you know that, Jen? I know I hadn't. See, see, hadn't a, there, there, see that, that's the thing. So. That's the thing. So now you got your one thing from this. <laughs> See, because that's, that's well, the thing. Right. I write notes. Well, I, can, I write notes oh on all my, my shows. Right? Yeah, well, my I new watch. fairy
2: tale books. I, I was found through PitMad by a publisher. Oh. And so, you no know, I, I know, I participated
3: and then I, I heard
2: from a publisher
3: and I'm like, oh, this is neat. I like
2: this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good I I don't Yeah, know this, and I mean, I you know, it's you. the
3: same thing of being, being a, 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 book, a publisher. It's like Mm -hmm. we get every day, you know, these these letters that we get, these submission letters, and you kind of a lot of times have to bypass it and actually look at the book because like what you just said, that um, people, they can maybe write a great book, but they cannot write a pitch to save their life. So we have to give a second to look past that and vice versa, you know, so because Sometimes it's like they just haven't moved to that next level yet of, of being able to tell a story, you know, and, and write a story. And and if it's just too much work, they need to go back to grant, uh, square one and, and work on their, like the rest of us have had to, as I said, let's let yeah. tears to get to the level that we're
1: at and
2: so and, um, what, what,
1: where would you submit? Like, all right, would you go? You know, I've used InkTip a lot of times. Uh, do you any anybody have anything that they would submit to on their scripts? I think there's that simple script too. You can do that. Um, you know, some of them are some of them are okay. You know, you might. I actually got my manager from that. You know, but I don't have the manager anymore, but I, you can get managers and agents and sometimes, but I don't, you know, some of the agents, you know, they're not good. That's why I became an agent. They were horrible. They did nothing. Yeah. And,
3: uh yeah, I've used Studio 32 and. Um, I'm on there this too. This morning, yeah. yeah, I just joined a Script Revolution, which I just followed a link to, which I don't know too much about them, but the, uh yeah. Um, there's a lot of places and, and that's the same with, you know, with, uh, like we we're talking about of entering the contest. It's like from a, just a financial point of view, it's like every, um, contest that you put in there for now, they're anywhere from yeah, 45 to 65 to $75. And, yeah. and, um, I entered three of them, uh, this spring and one of them was to Austin and that's the only one of the three that I've heard back in. And of course, you know, I could write some of it off. I mean, some of it has to do with COVID probably because it's like they don't yeah. know what they're doing either. But still, it's no. like you were more than happy to take my money, but I haven't heard. Yeah. I haven't heard back any uh, anything from any of them of, I mean, your judges are all sitting at home on their computers, too. It's like, what's going on? I think with a lot of times, I do think
1: people, they're not working to the capacity. You know, I think when this first Mm -hmm. started out, you know, you didn't realize how long this is going to be. And I think that by now people are just like they're worried about their job, they're worried about their family, they're mm-hmm. worried about everything, you know,
0: and started uh, health-wise. Seattle here. So
1: I think that people aren't <laughs> concentrating like they, like they could. Right. You know, I mean, everybody, a lot of people have been on are saying, oh, now we have all this time to sit home and write, and we're not. Because mentally it's not a good mentally, place to be for enough. a writer sometimes. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's it's stressful, and it started in Seattle with uh, that uh, old folks. I mean, it might have been before that. You know, they're not sure, but when people started getting sick and and dying in this um, retirement home, and and then, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm going out there, and people are saying, it's no such thing, it's not going to happen, blah, 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 you know, and
1: I'm like, I don't know, man, there's people dying here, you know,
3: so, and it's... um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's bad, so I
1: think that people, you know, they're not really the full capacity. The publishers are, you know, most likely not publishing as many books. Uh, probably if you're a politician, you might be able to get your book done, <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's what's happening, you know, and the movies, you know, uh, they're, I'm sure they're taking scripts that they might not have taken before, but, they're, but the other problem is they can't film them because they can't be together. Right. I think one of the soap operas that I watch, I think they're going to be using, because they are in bed all the time, everyone, every minute they're in bed. So this is going to be hard. So they have like a a doll they're using now that turned out they made it real looking because uh, they can't use people in bed, you know, like they did. And so, that you know, that's a problem. So if you have like a romantic comedy or something, or the people have to be very close in a romantic movie, how is that gonna happen? So I, I we're in there's a lot of issues, you know, why people aren't having movies, you know, newer like you were movies.
3: saying there's so many yeah. you hear on one hand that, you know, we're desperate for scripts, we need things to film, we need yeah. you know, we need new stories, but then how do you get them out there to Because they're not, they're having
1: issues. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think I, we we spoke,
3: right.
2: (laughs) You
1: know, uh, this brings me to a point where, well, Elizabeth and I were thinking about it, and I mentioned it to you, Jen, too, that, you know, of doing a radio show that was kind of like a soap opera topic. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, and I'm still wanting to do this, and I know I, Jen, you were thinking, too, I mean, a lot of us should get together and do some kind of thing, and we can do it on the radio, you know, and I think it'll be fun. And there's a one question I want to ask, because I know that when I talked to you, Jim, you talked about Hamilton. So I think Disney has put made it into a movie. I think it's going to be out in July. This will be on TV. July 3rd. <laughs> yeah, no, you, so you know about this. I remember you said that. I was <laughs> like, uh-oh, there it is. So how do you think this is going to be a new thing? Because like all the plays, they will probably might be doing plays, and they'll put them on TV. Well, I've
3: been torn about this for a long time because, um, I mean, I live in Seattle and Broadway's in New York, and so right. I'm, I can't get on a plane and fly to right. New York right. to see every show that I want yeah. to see, and so I have to wait for them to come through. Seattle has a huge theater uh, you know, scene, but still, it's not the same actors, it's not the same shows. And um, I've always wondered why they didn't film them and then, uh, you know, and then put them on pay-per-view because I would happily pay to see a lot yeah. of these um,
1: performances. Yeah. Well, whatever they charge is definitely going to be a lot oh, yeah. less than New York. <laughs> That's for sure. Right. That's, you and know.
3: So um, Lin Manuel Miranda uh, did *In the Heights*, which was his first musical, and and that was supposed to come out this summer, but then that got bumped and to next summer, and so he decided, yeah. well, I'll sell sell Hamilton's Disney and, and yeah. uh, Disney Plus, and they'll put it up um, for people to see. And, yeah. and also, I, he's such a strong believer in, in just being a good guy and helping. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he knows we all need some uh, boost of happiness in our days yes. right now. Yeah. So I think that was the other reason he decided to, to do it. So, yeah.
1: I think it's going to be interesting how this all plays out, though for, uh, you know, what is going to happen, because, you know, I'm a huge movie fan. But I don't think I want to go to the theaters. <laughs> that's the other thing. So yeah, I don't know anybody is... who wants to go to the theaters right now. I know. Not at this time. I know. It's too soon. I know. So I think that's probably going to be a new, uh, you know, something that's going to happen a lot more. They're going to put, you know, variety shows, I don't know, they're having like the Soap Opera Awards, I think they're going to have it on, you know, a Zoom or something, so I mean, I guess it, we're going to have to go to different, you know, areas, but I do think, you know, in some ways it's making Hollywood stars and people like that closer to the people on Twitter and Facebook, and maybe people are making connections that they may never have made before, so it might work out mm-hmm. for a lot of authors, you know. Um if somebody happens to see something that they like, you know, yeah, we don't the know movies
3: for like this summer, they pulled all of them and bumped them I know. The next
1: year. And the, yeah. And there's only,
3: there's only been one or two or three movies that I know of that they've released um, on like pay-per-view. And, and I see with uh, families that especially ones that have younger kids, they've paid the 20 yeah. bucks to, to yeah. see the movie, because they wanted to have something to do with their kids and i I think they could have, they missed a little bit of a, a band, bandwagon there of not um releasing some of the other movies um to give us that opportunity to do uh, you know to see some new new movies and
1: and yeah. I think those people, are, are they need to have some entertainment. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can watch news and things like that. You have to move on, you know. <laughs> so I think that, you know, I do think that there will be a lot of changes, you know. And I think, you know, uh, well, put naturally, people are probably selling more books because people are reading books so. yeah, <laughs> more than they did before. <clears throat> so I think that that's, an, that's a good thing. Yes, and the and the viewing of
3: just um, what we're viewing, and and I just I don't have the capacity for anything. And and being somebody who really likes horror movies, but um, when I say dark, I I put a lot of other things in dark categories. I I just can't watch too many dark shows right now, and so. Yeah. Um, I don't put horror into a dark category most of the time. Sometimes it's kind of tongue-in-cheek or whatever. It's just, you know, it's mm-hmm. something that's not real. It's it's uh, um, things that are too close to home that are too real. Uh, I just don't have any interest in watching them right now. So,
1: Right. People want to escape a lot of times, you know, to just anything, you know. They they don't, you know, I mean, listen, it's a hard time, there's no doubt about it, you know, I mean, what can we say, you know, as people that want to entertain, you know, with books, with movies, with things like this, this is the thing, you know, and so, but we have to, that's why we have to keep coming up with things to, you know, we're the people that do books, I mean, not just us, I mean, all authors out there, you know, and so... Uh, they have to continue on. So we have to, you know, because the public is out there. And so I think it's good that they are going to have plays Mm -hmm. and we'll see how this all goes. And they are putting movies that were scheduled to be in the theaters on the, you know, on, um, you know, Prime or whatever, you know. There's so many of them, like we said before. I mean, there's a lot of them now. So I think, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for authors, you know, and screenplays too. So hopefully, you know, and if you have a screenplay that's not really, um, something that really requires people to be right on top of each other, it might make it. You know, they they're probably going to do things that require less romantic scenes. You know, right. so I think that you yeah. know, and especially
3: if it's uh if it's lower budget, if it's, um, yeah. you know, and, unless it's a superhero movie, if something that, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why they make so many horror movies is because it's. It's uh, they can make them keep the 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 budget down, the cast down, the um, because they they do seem to to uh, to pump them out, you know, and and uh, make a lot of them, and, and uh, Hallmark has as um, with their. Their romances that they make, and and uh, they've raised their budgets on their their movies that they're making, and that shows of of traveling around to different countries and whatever that they're filming in,
1: besides Canada. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, they <laughs> we have, have had some. Right, they have had some in Italy and in Paris. They have been moving around and spending more money, you know, on their films. They have, you yeah. know, so. But um, and I think because people they have a they have a captive their audience. I mean, oh, you know. But so my, my husband loyal.
2: and I watch Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, and you can tell the budget's increased because the makeup looks a lot better.
1: Yeah. They higher
2: than makeup. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They don't, better, they don't know, look like you know, they're wearing masks yeah.
1: anymore. <laughs> I just want to say well, one thing about next next week's show. I have some very interesting women on. Uh, uh, Jasmine Siderowski, she has a magazine, and she's um, – internationally well-known, and she has two authors that she wanted me to have on. One was Gemma Smith, and um, it's about a positive lesson in life. And uh, then there's Grace um, Charrier and she's a global goodwill ambassador, and uh, we're going to be talking about she's um, with public health, and she's a public health advocate, and she had an illness herself, but she's out there promoting her new book. And they both have new books, so it's going to be an interesting show. But it's going to be a little later because one of them lives in the U.K. We we were trying to figure it out, and we were going to try to find Jasmina to come in, too. But she's in Australia, and one's in U.K. and New York and me in Chicago. So we couldn't come. So it's going to be like 5 Eastern. We figured that would work. So we'll see. Because, you know, um, it's a lot of different hours. Because I I think I had uh, some people on from the U.K. I had Isabella, Kate, and... One time, I had no idea. she was. It was 2 in the morning, and I, she was doing the show with us, and I didn't know. So last time, we had a time where she could be there at a reasonable hour. Because when you're doing international, you don't realize, you know. And Australia, they're a whole day, I think, different. You know, I mean, right. sometimes, yeah. So it's, like, so interesting meeting all these different people. But this should be a good show, and, and um interesting topics so you know and i'm i'm always looking for interesting topics that you know and anybody can reach me you know and they can ask we'll do a show on it because you know i i'm interested in a lot of different things so um and elizabeth has some wonder brings a lot of you bring some wonderful horror authors on i mean we've had great ones oh thank you i like, like contacting horror authors yes yeah, yeah, so <laughs> we'll people. probably have we should do more of that you know but, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, they were so good, I mean, you know, and I was listening to um I, I was listening to another show, and they were talking about horror writers, and one of the things that you know is so people go like, "Oh, I don't think I want to listen to that show because it's horror writers, but they're writers it's just, and Elizabeth knows how I feel we had some of the best shows that were horror writers, so oh, yeah. I think that people when as soon as you say that word, so I always say like a lot of times dark thriller, because that's really what, to yeah, me, they thriller. are. Psychological you know. thriller, yeah. Jen, what do you think about that? Uh, dark thriller, I mean, it, you know, you, how do you, you're saying yours is yeah. a horror film, but is it dark? It's dark, and it's a thriller.
3: Right, and I always lean towards more of the thrillers of what I like, you know, for the yeah. to watch, too, over, um, but it's just like with with romance or fiction or anything else when they um, when you tell somebody I mean we've been the butt of the joke for for as long as we've been writing you know when you say you write romance oh you write romance you know Ooh, yeah you know, yeah and yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter really what kind of romance you write but you know it's the top selling genre <laughs> in, right, right. in the the right. uh, you know, and, and uh Debbie Maycomber lives uh, right down the road from me. Uh, she lives the opposite direction of Starvation Heights, but she uh um, I
1: like her movies. I always watch them. Yeah. I watch
3: them. She yeah. lives and she's just the best, you know, at supporting uh, authors and all that. But she's sold over a hundred million books, and so yep,
1: yep, you yep. know,
3: when people say she owns uh, a floor on in Avon Books, you know, through her books, and so yep. um, has a huge uh, building she built in my town that uh, had a. a Event where people came from all over the country and you know, to meet her. Anyway, but you know, it's it's um, yeah. It's it, and when people you say you write romance and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, you know, mm-hmm. and uh and they give my husband a bad time, and he's just like, "Yeah, my my wife writes romance, so you know." Yeah. And and he just he just rolls with the punches. We've been married forty years, and so it's yeah. just mm-hmm. it's kind. Mm-hmm. I always get a kick out of his uh, answers when somebody uh, tries to razz him about it, you know. So. It's, yeah, well, I think um, that
1: you know, I think that that's really you know because. The thing about it is if you're you just if you just say you wrote a novel, okay, it's contemporary, probably they'll go, Oh, that's good, what's it about? But if you, as soon as you say romance or you know, I remember I was once at a book setting and I have a book called Love Changes. So a man said, I would look at your book but it says love and I go, So? It's a story. It's not really just only, you know, it's love in different Mm -hmm. ways. But I think that's the problem is, you know, I think people have it in their minds, you know, that if they were watching a film that's actually a thriller or whatever, there is romance in it a lot of times. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, horror, any movie, you know, so I think that's really, that's the toughest part for authors and screenwriters. It's putting it in the genre that makes sense that people will want to buy it, but it could have several mm-hmm. different genres in it.
3: And back in the 60s, my mom adored reading James Michener's books, and oh, yeah. and they were the yeah. family sagas, you know, of all these yeah. years. Well, my writing goddess is uh, Diana Gabaldon and the Outlander books, which really kind of got me into writing in the first place. And, yeah. and I saw her speak in Seattle, and she said um, that, you know, when people ask, she and She's like, "Well, it's romance. It's family saga. It's historical. It's a paranormal. It's it's uh, <laughs> right, right, time right, travel. It's, it's
1: a you know anything in one book." Yeah, yeah. And
3: so, in the so same that is book, what they they should and, say
1: sa- family saga. That's what they said. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. For that to well, uh, I think there's actually
2: a category named family saga. You yeah, see it with yeah, ages. It is a category.
1: But would that mean like if you have like a story with family in it? Okay, would that be able... You could put that in Family Saga, or would it have to be like, you know, the Judith... Well, Judith Kranz, she had more different types, I mean, in those kind of books in those days, you know. The Saga is more
3: generational, right? Yeah. It goes on for years of... yeah. So it's...
1: It's very difficult. I mean, that's what, you know, because that's the point. When you put a genre up, this is the hardest part for authors, is to get the right genre and not be put in the wrong genre. And if you are, it's you know and, I, and and the other thing is somebody I that was just on a show that I was listening to they I couldn't believe it that they they were saying they took taking off all of their reviews. So I mean, I don't I don't even know what's happening to people now. I mean, they're, you know, people care about reviews, they want reviews. I don't necessarily have a ton of I don't even try to get as many as i should but uh the thing is if they're taking them off how else are people gonna say you know because a lot of people look at the reviews and if they take them off and you've had you know a lot of reviews this is bad so there's so many trials and tribulations
3: now (laughs) (laughs)
1: right <laughs> yeah Wait, but that, that's true though the
3: conversation yeah. no right that so is a uh, well we talk
1: about a lot of that it, you know a lot of times but uh, i just happened to see that on facebook that i couldn't believe that you know and her genre was just regular so i mean it's nothing unusual well so yeah, I, think, I
3: think it's it's cross all uh, they they pull our reviews down and so it's it's uh yeah, it's it's always an uphill battle, and, and right. So uh, I,
1: I guess you know but, there's nothing more to say except that just do your best and write the best books you can and hope for the best. I think that's all. So I, uh, you know, yeah, that's really so, all you can uh, do.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So Jen, is, Jen, is there anything you'd want to say that we missed out on today or anything extra? I hope you'll come on again. But is there something you want to <laughs> say that we didn't talk about? <laughs>
3: uh, no, I don't think so. It's been okay. it's
1: been great, and <laughs> and.
3: Uh, really enjoyed my time and thank you where can they reach you uh, my email is jennifer connor at gmail dot com and uh, or my publishing company's books to go now um, and or facebook and I don't do a whole lot on twitter but uh, as we said we just pick our poison right so
1: yep <laughs> I, yeah, we, well, we can't. You know, listen. There, there's only so much we can do. You know, I mean, you know, otherwise we won't have time to write. You know, and that's uh, you know, along with you have all these authors. So this is not easy. So you take international writers. Apparently, that's how you started with this, right? Uh, it that's... isn't how I
3: started, but I oh do, no, oh, okay. Uh... Yes, I just this morning we signed somebody from Canada, though that's not that international but uh No, right. Um but it's it's been kinda of funny because I, I always wanted to go to Europe and, and about I guess it's been eight years ago now that I told my husband I'm going to Scotland and I'd love you, love to have you come with me and so it's become this kind of this joke where he says, uh um, can you write a book about, or do you have an author there? And I'm like, yep. So then we take off. <laughs> and so we've been to Europe uh, uh, five times in the last seven seven or eight years. Wow. And so, um, and then I meet up with some of my authors, which is fun. It's fun for me. Oh, that's nice. And, uh, that's great. We've got some yeah. presentations at libraries in the U.K. and in Wales and and some different places, and and uh, then get to write off part of your trip, you know, for that. But uh, yeah. yeah, so um, it's fun to have authors from from different places. And yeah, that, um, that would be, I think, when <laughs> we get back to traveling again, which mm. seems like <laughs> such I a know. distant memory, even though we yeah, it does last seem last like at last yeah I know. It seems like yeah, we, uh, all,
1: we just all hope for the best. Elizabeth, what about you? What? Where can they reach you? I know where to
2: reach you oh, but well, well, I can <laughs> reach you. you can always call, oh, can find
1: me, go, on, find me um, I'm find always on
2: Facebook. Yeah. yeah I'm al- I'm always on Facebook, Elizabeth Black or Elizabeth A. Black. Just you know, just look for me, you'll find me, I'm easy to find. I'm on Twitter but I'm not on there really that much. Usually I just check check to see what's trending and have a good laugh. But um yeah. otherwise, uh I mean my, my book Full Moon Fever is out. You can find it on Amazon. Just look for Full Moon Fever and Elizabeth Black. Otherwise, you'll get Tom Petty's album. So, right, right. an <laughs> album And my book, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Happily Ever After is coming out in a couple of months, and that's the one about the fairy tales. And also coming out in a couple of months is In Tenebris Scriptus, Cosmic Horror, inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. And my story, Dreadful Dissonance, is going to be in the anthology.
1: Well, that's great. So that's that's really good. Months, too. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I'm hoping that we will um, do some different shows about talking about, I know I talked to Jen about Jen uh, about this, um, doing some shows about, you know, the things we watch on TV, like Ozark or whatever, oh, yeah. or Succession, you know, and I think those will be fun. I mm-hmm. think we should try to do something. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and I hope Jen will come on. I, I think it's going to be fun to do that because I think that's um, – people are watching so many shows now and it's such an interest to people, you know, and the series and some of the characters are fabulous. I mean, they really are. They're good characters. I mean, you know, TV, the HBO, you know, they have really good characters written, you know, much better than they had for a long time. So, I mean, I think that people like to hear about that. So we'll probably do that. And, um,
3: yeah. And I think some, something that, you know, to, uh, centralized some type of a movie viewing, you know, or, or TV viewing where other people recommendations, you know, are some of the best I've even, mm-hmm. uh, I've even jumped on board to some other people's where I know a a, a film uh, editor and, and, uh, He's in a group that's uh, from California, and, and uh, I'm like, oh, what are you watching? Because I, I
0: want to watch whatever, <laughs> whatever
3: they're, they're watching to you know just to be part of a conversation. So with humans, well, yeah, you know, you know, you know
1: and look at <laughs> and if anybody wants to come on the show or that you know the, the, you know would like to be on because sometimes we have two and three and four or five guests, you know, and we have fun, you know, and, and you know, and it's just no pressure. So um, I think it's fun, and I do think that's a really good form of. Advertising yourself Because people like to hear your voice mm-hmm. You know To make it real So I think that that's a good thing And all Everything is on iTunes now From Blog Talk Plus it's on my site You know com. So they're on forever You know I mean I, I think there's like Three or four hundred on iTunes That we did in the past So you know So that's a good thing So you know And the information of writers it, It's the same We you know when you're writing fiction you know non-fiction you know magazines whatever it's still writing and we love it so uh thank you both for being on the show and i hope you'll come out again jen and i hope uh, elizabeth you'll bring me some wonderful authors that are horror too so and then we'll have (laughs) jen on too because you're a horror writer so you'll some of them it was such fun you know we've had such good people on you know we and could talk about I would movies, too. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. So, I right, and thank you, uh, and everybody, horror, you know. Horror, uh, romance, yeah.
3: books, and, yeah, as you said, there's not too many, probably, horror romance writers, so it's Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know.
1: <laughs> oh, All well, maybe there are, bad. we don't we'll know, you know, just because yeah, it's a horror know. movie. <laughs> Doesn't mean you can't have romance in that, <laughs> you know. What can I All right. Have a good day, and thank you both for being on, and uh, everybody stay well and stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Wear a mask. Yes. Yes. Okay. We do. Talk to you. Yes, we We do. do. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.